What we do here is go back, 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 back. back. Yeah, okay, great. Hello and welcome to Unfiltered Tips, where myself, Kath, and my friend Rachel... Hi! <laughs> ...share about our experiences as PhD students in the UK. Each episode will bring you updates from our lives in and out of the lab, as well as discussing a topic relevant to PhD life in a bit more depth. But given this is our first episode, we thought we'd share a bit about ourselves and how we ended up doing PhDs in the first place. Okay, Rachel, so who are you? <laughs> uh, okay, uh, yeah, uh, I'm Rachel, <laughs> and I am a first-year PhD student uh, studying uh, an immunology-based PhD, and uh, what I am looking at is a type of uh, immune cell called innate lymphoid cells and their role in tissue modelling and matrix deposition. That's pretty cool. Oh, sometimes you think so. Yeah, I mean, I... What do you do, Kath? What do I do? Well, I'm a second year PhD student. Um, I am focused on cancer research. My main field of interest is pancreatic cancer. Um, Specifically, I'm looking at heterogeneous signalling in cancer cells and how that might uh, cause differential responses to therapy. That does sound pretty cool to me. So, um, sort of for a first off, we thought we'd share a little bit about kind of how we ended up doing a PhD. And uh, Kath, uh, yeah. so would you like to yeah, tell us how you got yeah, here? I'll kick us off as our second year <laughs> student. Um, so <laughs> I did my undergraduate in, well, I guess even taking it all the way back when I was in high school I really wanted to be a doctor Um, and through a series of events where I actually spoke to some doctors I realised that that was not something I wanted to do (laughs) so I knuckled down and I was like right well what do you do if you suddenly realise when you're 17 you no longer want to be a doctor you apply to the biomedical sciences of course (laughs) so I of course yeah yeah uh um, and I got to Manchester, which is where I studied biomedical sciences. And within about a year of that course, I realised, you know what? I really don't like physiology. And I really don't like pharmacology, which are the kind of two hallmarks of biomedical sciences. So mm-hmm. at that point, I was like, well, what do I enjoy? And it was really just the nitty gritty details of cells. So against uh, everyone else's recommendations, I decided to specialise in cell biology in my second year, which was just the best decision I ever made because it got me really deep into a subject that I really enjoyed. Um, and yeah, so I, in my, yeah, so in my course I did a placement year, so it's a little bit different to what Rachel did, but I actually took a year out of my degree and went to the Fred Hatch Cancer Research Centre in America, where I was able to do a placement year project um, in a translational a research lab that studied chronic myeloid leukemia um, and that kind of got me my first taste in research and I absolutely loved it and was like I really want to do research so I came back to do my final year in Manchester but really spent the vast majority of that year focusing on getting a good PhD program 
and so then I ended up applying for a bunch of projects and landing one in Manchester in Cancer Research with Cancer Research UK. And here you are now. Yeah. And so how, what, now. Made you, what made you choose Manchester for a start? Uh, yeah, Manchester, yeah, like it was um, kind of, I wanted to stay in the northwest. Um, I had like good social roots in the northwest, which is actually really important when you're thinking about doing a PhD because it's such a difficult thing to do like actually having good strong support networks in where you're doing it can be kind of invaluable and I had that in the northwest so I wanted to stay around here so I applied uh, for a couple in Sheffield a couple in Liverpool and a couple in Manchester and I got three offers in Manchester so it was pretty <laughs> clear that's where I was staying nice. um, but yeah that's how I ended up here awesome yeah. that's great no that's uh yeah, that's a well, very cool like journey that you've you've been on, especially going to America for a year. Yeah, definitely. Um, I learned a lot, but we can talk about that another time, possibly. Another Rachel, time. what about you? Like, how did you <laughs> kind of journey to being at this point where you're now kind of halfway through your first year almost? Yeah, I know times times flies by when you're having fun, I suppose. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess I. I took a bit of a winding road, actually. So I was convinced I wanted to be a doctor. Um, and I actually did end up applying to medicine. Uh, I um, I did actually get into medical school. So I did the next best thing. I decided sort of not to... I did have a, um, a backup place to study physiology, but I just thought, you know what, I think I need a year out. I don't think I want to just jump into uni right yet like right now mm-hmm. so I took a year out after after finishing uh, school and reapplied sort of to, to UCAS with my A-levels nice. and I applied for biomedical sciences as a yeah what led you to like apply there did you do anything like in your gap year to help you kind of come to that decision or uh so i did actually in my gap year yeah i did uh do a three month sort of lab placement um kind of uh just for three months learning so it was kind of my first extended lab experience i would say mm. and yeah I, I enjoyed it and so i thought oh like biomedical science it sounds cool it's an opportunity to sort of do more lab experience um so that would that would be sort of why yeah yeah. Um, yeah, and then I so I was on biomedical sciences course. Uh, two years in, I had the option to uh, basically extend uh, my uni, like my undergrad, by a year to do a four-year integrated masters. Um, and this was a I was actually in a real quandary about this. Um, a real, real quandary. I like I actually had sort of a lab placement lined up for my third year. Uh, and <laughs> sort of around the time when they said, yeah, like, we'd love to have you. I, um, I was, yeah, I was in this quandary about not, not knowing, oh, do I want to do an extra year? Because uh, I had a summer placement that, uh, in that summer um, when I had to decide. And I was very, like, I just felt very conflicted about whether it was something I wanted to do. Like, was I like, kind of really serious about? Yeah like trying to get more lab experience did I really was that something I really wanted did I want to do a PhD eventually I really was just felt like super conflicted 
But I eventually decided to, because I was enjoying, like, to be honest, I was enjoying getting to know the people that I had yeah. done my placements in a lot. Like, it really was the people uh, who made it fun for me and also the opportunity to keep on learning. Uh, I decided to do the fourth year undergrad uh, and kind of a similar thing happened. I, again, felt quite conflicted about whether I wanted yeah. to do a PhD at the start of the year, but decided that I was having a great time in the lab yeah. um, with these people and uh yeah so decided to go for it and apply that's pretty cool where did you um i mean we can talk more in depth about how we chose projects and stuff in the future but do you want to talk about why you kind of left london um <laughs> yeah sure or i mean i'm very like i've biased against london but I had a great, <laughs> great time at UCL, so what can uh, I say? I have to say, I did have a great time at UCL, uh, especially in my final year, actually. Yeah. I'd say third and fourth years were, were actually the best years I had at UCL, um, for different reasons. Um, but I decided to come to Manchester because UCAP had sort of been in my ear for yes. like four years, raving about how good it was. Um, and also, like, sort of doing an immunology PhD, um, Manchester is renowned for having great immunology. I mean, and great cancer research. Like you're doing. So um, I yeah. uh, decided that uh, if I was gonna like the program that I applied to, like looks great, and so I decided to apply to it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm glad it finally worked. I'm glad she's finally here with me. Although I feel yeah. like pandemic Manchester is not the Manchester <laughs> I sold her. So. <laughs> yeah, pandemic Manchester isn't uh, hasn't, uh, hasn't revealed it. Like, I still haven't seen the true Manchester yet. <laughs> yeah, once the pandemic is over, I can take it to all my favourite restaurants and bars, provided they like haven't closed. Like. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's funny. Like I was also like I was recommended it like by the lab as well as being a super collaborative environment. Um, yeah, which to me was just like really, really important because I don't know. I just, especially in science, right? Like nothing, yeah. nothing gets done on your own, right? Really, um, no matter yeah, how. Yeah, everything, everything's a collaboration. So like, um, even that was like really within your lab or between labs, yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, that was really, really, really important to yeah. me. Um, and I'd been in a great environment at UCL that was really collaborative, and so mm. I basically saw some of that like in Manchester I heard good things so yeah that's kind of why I was happy yeah that's pretty cool yeah that's how we got where we are now (laughs) that is okay great so um we want to do a couple repeating segments on our little podcast um so firstly great idea (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, have a little bit of structure at least to this conversation um So our first segment is called Failure to Launch Um, and each episode Rachel and I want to help you understand the struggles of doing a PhD uh, by taking you through the things that haven't quite gone to plan. Um, So I thought I'd start off because I've got some funny ones from this week. Um, Firstly, just double check when you are handed a protocol that you understand exactly what the protocol means. Like... (laughs) People write protocols for themselves, they don't write them for other students, so um, sometimes I mean, what's written <laughs> is not exactly clear, so I am, um, part of my project I'm doing a really cool kind of bit of 
I don't know what to call it. Like I'm using Cytoff, which is like mass cytometry. It's like a flow cytometry machine uh, mashed up with a mass spectrometer, and it's it's pretty cool. But there's a lot of prep you have to do for yourselves prior to this, and um, I felt a bit like I was going insane because you know definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing and you'll keep ending up with the same result. And this is what was happening. I just kept losing cells, and I could not work out why. Um, so eventually today I kind of got around to talking, well not today but like a couple of days ago, I got around to talking to the person who wrote the protocol, um, they work in a different lab now, um, and he was like, oh yeah, you're using the wrong kind of tube, and so yeah. in his protocol he's written 15mm falcon, um, which is like, for biologists you'll know what this is, but there's this very specific type of tube you're picturing in your head right now, and what he actually Pointy meant... Ended. Pointy ended, you know, with the blue lids. You know what I'm talking about. If you've got corning branded ones, they'll have orange lids, but it's all the same yeah, shape. Yeah, we do have a wee of orange lids, <laughs> I have to say. Um, anyway, what he actually meant was um, a 15mm round bottom tube from the company Falcon. So, ah. yeah, completely different style tube made of a completely different type of plastic. And... What had actually been happening was, I the reason my cells were not in the pellet and apparently not in the supernatant was because all the cells were stuck to the side of the wall of my pointy bottom tube. So, <laughs> I'm hoping that when I try this again next week, um, I will at least have, you know, some cells at the end of the process when I'm using the correct tubes. Great stuff. What about, what about you, Rachel? Have you got anything you want to share? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> So, I think I can think of many things already in my uh, short time as a PhD student that I've done that uh, have made me uh, cringe slightly. Um, possibly, like one thing that sticks out in my mind is suggesting that we use a single cell control for flow <laughs> cytometry, which I'm not sure sort of one sort of lone dot is very useful but no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean single stained but uh, anyway yeah. um, was this in a full lab meeting or just a one to one meeting this was just uh, yeah just in an email actually so oh, um, that's it's fine <laughs> I mean yeah uh, <laughs> thankfully not in a not in a whole lab meeting I've said more <laughs> stupid things in a lab meeting <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> like yeah I think um I mean, I was trying to learn how to use a microtome this week, and uh, we got training the day before, and uh, you're meant to leave your samples uh, to get them hydrated, Mm -hmm. uh, and on top of an ice block, put a bit of water on the ice as well, really hydrate your sample for hours beforehand to hydrate like the whole whole tissue, Um, and uh, I was in in that morning going in to split my cells, and I thought to myself, after I split my cells, I'm going to put my sample on ice so it'll be ready this afternoon. It'll be super, you know, super hydrated, super cold, great stuff. Um, did I remember to do that? No, no, I didn't. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, consequently, uh, I mean, it was, thankfully, it was just a training sample because I wasn't just going to dive in and cut, yeah. a, cut a sample that actually mattered at this point in time. Um, but yeah, still, just... Uh, oh. Yeah, failure to failure to just remember things a lot of the oh time. Gosh, I've had the same thing this week. I like was I'm not even kidding, I'd literally got my hat and gloves on to go home and then I was like, my cells 
think you need to like, like split them I or something. I need to split them, otherwise they'll be dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I completely get that. I thought of another one that was funny this week was um, I've been running some Western blots um, again. If you're a biologist, it's a pretty standard technique that you're using. But um, yeah, I kind of didn't check before running this how much material we actually had in the lab. Um, and so <laughs> I got in idea. to run it. Yeah, I know, it would have been a good idea. But we got I got in and I like was about to start prepping stuff. And Stephen, who works in my lab, comes up to me and goes, so we don't have any running buffer left. So you'll have to make that up yourself rather than just use the pre-made stuff. And I was like, what? <laughs> And he's like, also we're out of the 10 comb, so you'll have to use the 15 comb. Um, but, so made the running buffer, this was fine. I can make a buffer if there's a recipe. <laughs> but um, the, the major problem was I used the 15 comb, well, this means that you can load 15 lanes of protein rather than just 10. But because there's more lanes, then you can load less per lane. Mm-hmm. And the problem was I made up my samples as if I was going to load like 10. I think 24 mils into a 10 like into like 10 wells okay um uh, 24 microliters even um but you can't load 24 microliters into a 15 well so you can only load a maximum of 10 so i was like it's fine the protein's at the same concentration no matter how much uh protein i load so i just went ahead and loaded it it wasn't till the next day when i was visualizing the blots that i remembered that on a Western blot, it's not the concentration that matters, but the raw micrograms of protein that you run. <laughs> so, sure enough, I had some lovely blank Western blots just with the ladders. And I was like, oh, Great. wow, okay. We'll do this again next week. Not even the faintest hint of a band then, or? No. Oh, man. Sucks. It's very disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting when stuff like that goes wrong, isn't it? Like, trying to yeah. analyse where, where you went wrong. Um, I don't Sometimes know. it I, can be genuinely infuriating. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I've had, like, a few things go wrong. I think uh, I was doing a flow uh, for the first time, kind of, whether but I was sort of, I had some help, but I was, uh, like kind of directing things rather than my supervisor who'd helped me last time um, and we just got loads and loads of dead cells <laughs> so it's a bit confusing really like trying to work out why you have loads of random stuff on your flow plot and flow joe after and no matter how you get your life dead it's still there for some samples not even all of them some <laughs> it's a mystery to me but yeah you gotta Go with the flow, right? Go with the flow, right? <laughs> Go with the flow. Excellent yeah. pun. I'm also super. <laughs> Thanks. I'm also like uh, one thing I've noticed is uh, as you will also. Like, I feel like we've, we've definitely spoken about this before. Yeah. I have this habit of being like, can I ask a question before asking a question? Yeah. And all this does is make people nervous. So I'm gonna like. <laughs> Like, it makes me nervous. Up, like, take up loads of their time, yeah. So, I need to sort of work out the way around that because I've got a thing in the lab and it's just, yeah. Yeah, I get a text from Rachel being like, can I ask a question? I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> I guess you are It's mostly, no, it's mostly that I panic I won't be able to answer it and I'm like, she's going to think I don't know anything. <laughs> Kath, you know, you know lots. You know lots, I have to say. 
But um, yeah, like what you're saying about like the dead cells thing, I think like it's just um, even just right now we're showing you like so much troubleshooting goes into a PhD. I used to joke that a PhD in the UK at least is four years to do four experiments. Yeah, and, like that's basically what we're doing through. But like obviously like a lot of those experiments have a lot of steps and a lot of optimization like actually it can be quite hard like you can get quite down on yourself because you think like oh nothing's working but so you know each failure is like a step forward i think yeah yeah you so, learn something from every single one of them it does make you see also like sort of what's salvageable in the protocol yeah. as well um like for instance i've had times where um we just um like we like a spill of samples of like, like about half of it uh, and actually consequently we just we knew we'd get cells anyway because yeah. we just like, spilled half of one sample and so we just placed all of that yeah. rather, and half of the rest rather than you know so like it's simple things like that that you learn that are actually yeah. like these things do happen um there are ways around them like if you forget your live dead stain you can sort of get around that if you wash and add it and then you know yeah. um yeah so i've definitely that's something i've definitely learned just sort of what's what's salvageable and uh yeah, yeah not it's not the end of the world if something goes wrong mm. like it yeah, really yeah. isn't but it can feel like it yeah exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah far too many times i've been super stressed when trying to get a protocol exactly right down to a T and yeah actually some things you know there's a bit of leeway there I think and a lot of these protocols get handed down like through the generations of students and like there's actually a huge amount of redundancy in them (laughs) it's just the way people like to do it yeah exactly why is it like this because it's like that don't ask questions just do it (laughs) yeah like even the amount of people do things in different ways and like like the gut preps in our lab people will do different things <laughs> and like and uh, even for like mlm preps which when you're not looking at stromal cells is probably the easiest thing people do in slightly different ways and it really doesn't make a difference overall cool uh, <laughs> i think we're gonna flip that on its head now and uh talk about just something that's actually gone right this week instead of uh, what's what's gone wrong um so cat what, what has gone, what's gone right, you, however small it may be. Yeah, I guess I've had a couple things that I can at least point to that have gone right this week. Like, again, my cells continue to live, and I always count that as a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my cells are living. My yes. cells are alive, they're not dead. I mean, they're cancer cell lines, so they're pretty hard to kill because they're, like, you know, immortalised and cancerous, but... Um, I count the win every day, every week that they're alive. Um, so you should. Yeah. I have also, <laughs> my uh, PI has asked me to do some work for revisions in a paper. Um, so that's more like computational analysis stuff. Um, so I spent most of this week kind of prepping, well, figuring out how to do what he asked me to do first off, because he asked me with the assumption that I would know how to do that. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then the back of my head being like, I don't know what to do. So I did some reading, I figured out a way to do what he wanted me to do. Um, and I handed over the f- files. Um, it's basically 
but Rachel does a lot more of this than I do, I think, but like, it's a cell phone DB, so it's basically using computational tools to predict interactions between cells, but I was like, I don't really know, like, this is, again, it's a revision for a paper that was actually submitted before I joined the lab, um, so... Nice. Yeah, I was just prepping files to hand off to our computational biologist in our group so that he could actually run the analysis. But I did actually prep them and it looks like it worked. So I'll take that as my win for the week. What about you, Rach? Nice. <laughs> what about me? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, a similar story. Because uh, <laughs> we've been WhatsApping about this. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I too have been attempting to work up to cell phone database yeah uh, I give it its full name yeah which has been a real um, a real learning curve on the computational side of things mm. um, for me uh, I think primarily because there's kind of a lot of sorting out of the of the, <laughs> of the data sets to do and it was uh, definitely a case of learning exactly what I had to do and then uh, actually and then actually running it and getting the results um, yeah, I think I've enjoyed, it's definitely been an enjoyable learning curve. Uh, it definitely makes me see how, you know, carefully thinking, uh, how to carefully think about the steps that you need mm. to accomplish to get to where you want to get to. Yeah. Um, helps. Because uh, once you know what you want to do, you can uh, basically hopefully Google your way through. Yeah, Google um, your way through. Google Stack Overflow <laughs> is like my favourite website at the moment. Yes. <laughs> No, I think my like, favourite website is uh, UCAT. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. It's like having that end goal in mind, and then also having an idea of the small steps. Like, it's. I think, yeah. Like, for me, it's kind of like solve the problems that's in front of you, take the little step, and then occasionally glance up at that end goal. Um, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think. Uh, I mean, I mostly successfully managed to run to run it, wow. which is great. Um, and it's kind of nice that things that most of the things that we'd expect to see, we saw. Um, yeah, that's great. I think the next challenge will be to kind of get some figures from it and validate um, any findings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's sort of the next challenge. But yeah, I think. Uh, Successfully. I mean, I'm also happy that my computer successfully survived. Excellent. Because it did take about an hour, like over an hour to sort of run. <laughs> um, and I think, like, it, like, I would say my laptop temperature was probably about halfway, you know. Maybe. Like, basically, uh, a, lot, a lot hotter than it should be. Maybe we and need to stick our laptops on the ice buckets. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have put my laptop on ice, yeah. you know. Um, brought an ice a nice thing out uh, yeah I was definitely <laughs> you know like, I was in this situation where I obviously started running it in a lab because I was I basically I was like oh I'll just see like I'll try running yeah. it and and it, I was like oh my gosh it's running it's running and uh, then I realised it uh, <laughs> I need to obviously keep my laptop like quite clearly need to keep my laptop on charge ah yeah <laughs> whilst I was running this and uh, that consequently meant I couldn't go home until it stopped <laughs> so uh yeah i was kind of like too terrified to like shut my computer yeah. or i just wanted it to do its thing um but it coped um 
<laughs> yeah, I've got my out of hours access now. I did my training and everything, Kath. I mean, we had to do like separate training that was like off site training, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so oh, yeah, glad it's worked about, though. Um, that's that's really exciting. Like, and I yeah, mostly we'll see. I'm definitely a big proponent for like having a go with the big data sets right at the start of your project. Like, I think you learn so much. Like, it's such a beneficial yeah. thing to do. Yeah, I think it's been. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool, and I'm glad that like that's something tangible that I've mm. actually, you know, I can say that like that is something I've tangibly done now. Yeah. And, I can sort of, you know, oh my gosh. make some figures from it. Such a shame your six month talk yeah. was like two weeks ago, rather than like. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I think plotting the figures itself is, is a whole other story now. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, for for reasons I will, yeah, up to prepare for particular reasons. We'll hear an update um, next time. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you go. I'll let, I'll let you know how it's going. Um, but yeah, I know. Um, yeah, the six-one talk. Oh man, yeah, that was a that's a success-ish. I think uh, very fun to do. Very fun to hear what everyone else was doing as well. Um, also, incredibly nerve-wracking. Yeah, like it's such I, a big deal. I don't know. I always, I always brick it, uh, and I don't really like doing presentations over Zoom. Okay. I, I come to this realization that actually, I I really prefer to stand up in front of people. Um, yeah. and like and, and speak rather than sit behind my computer so. yeah almost everyone I've spoken to agrees with that except myself who was like I love yeah. I love doing yeah. a presentation over Zoom take all the pressure off yeah you love the Zoom presentation <laughs> love the Zoom presentation I'm probably the only Make person conferences online for life <laughs> yeah I know right <laughs> I mean I don't massively like flying so I'd take that <laughs> fair enough yeah that's a win win for you yeah <laughs> yeah Right. Um, any other successes? Any other, any other things you want to share? I don't know. I mean, not not from this what about week. Else successes out I'm, I'm in <laughs> I'm in uh, the trenches of second year, which is like just yeah. a lot of optimization, and optimization just basically means a lot of things not working a lot of the time. And mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully, you know, in the six months' time, I'll have a working pipeline, but. <laughs> I don't know when that was going to happen. But yeah. It will. It will it happen will eventually. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, that is great. Sounds like, a, sounds like we've had um, yeah, some good things happen on both sides. So finally, we just thought it'd be worth talking about what we got up to outside the lab in a segment I want to call incubation time because it's <laughs> science oh, man. Um, basically yes, uh, having, having a life outside the lab is incredibly important when you're doing a PhD I think it's so easy to like I got told right at the start doing a PhD your job is to think so if you don't stop thinking you never stop working and um, so like having fun activities to do away from the lab is so important um so Rachel what do you like to do or get up to outside of the lab well I mean <laughs> that's a very good question <laughs> in, in these times uh amidst this pandemic yeah various hobbies including going for walks <laughs> has uh, sort of become a big 
a big part of my life. Government subscribed walk. A government subscribed walk. Um, yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> we are actually um, have a flatmate who is originally uh, from China, so we celebrated Chinese New Year this year. Oh, today, wow, in so fact. Cool. What, um, what year is it? It's the year of the ox. I did not know this. Funnily enough, yeah. Um, it's the year of the ox, and I did not know that until yesterday as well. Um, Hang on, but you were... If I could do maths correctly, you were born in the year of the ox? I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Makes sense, because, uh, yeah. Um, I... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. I've, uh, yeah, I've actually taken the day off today, which... Is oh a it's nice. took a Saturday off. Like I took a Saturday I off. I mean, people outside the PhD world don't understand, but like having a weekend off is a rarity. <laughs> so like yeah, um, no, it's a it was hard. It, it was hard. See, there was work I could have done, mm. emails I could have answered. Yeah, but I decided it could wait. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Um, you guys won't be able to see this, but I'm showing Rachel, my mum. <laughs> a heated blanket. Uh, yeah, it it's very fluffy. It's very fluffy. Um, and I have spent the entire day under it. Nice. I have not moved from my sofa. I have watched a series and a half of Line of Duty because Excellent. I'm apparently living five years in the past and never watched this when it first came out. Um, but yeah, like um, one of my really fun outside of lab hobbies uh, that I've taken up recently is cross stitch, uh, and I am cross stitching myself a periodic table because it's really easy because it's actually just a bunch of coloured boxes. Um, yeah, nice. Um, so I've I've done two columns of transition metals so far in a nice light blue. Um, so I've got many more of those to go. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, other, you know, things that, you know, hobbies <laughs> outside the lab, I think, very pandemic related, I suppose. The good old uh, Zoom social. The Zoom social. The Zoom socials have happened this week, which has been uh, good. It was very good. Uh, you know, living the Zoom life at the moment. Living the Zoom sure. life. But yeah. um, it's good to Zoom, you know. You know, without, uh, it's not a me thing, you know, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We actually, I'm trying to organize a lab Zoom social for, oh, yeah, nice. Well, I put out, I put a form, I emailed a form, a Google form to my lab mates being like, fill out when you can come. Only three of them responded. So I just picked nice. a day and was like, we're having a meeting, uh, having a social on this day. Come Excellent. <laughs> Um, so hopefully that'll be fun. Again, we're just going to Yeah, that sounds great. I think it'll be quite chill. So, not too worried about cool. it. We had a good yeah. hangout on Zoom last night, which was good fun as well. We did, so it was great fun. Played yeah. some games. Had a couple beers. I don't know, Rachel had a glass of wine, I think. I did. Is that what I saw? Yeah, it's always there. It was a glass of wine. Yeah, it's just such a good chance to take a break from like basically just overthinking everything uh, <laughs> um, plus it's absolutely freezing at the moment so any activity that is enjoyable indoors is a win for me yeah i did actually manage to go for a run today oh which God, uh, 
yeah, got rugged up for him, to be fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, what other, I don't know. Oh, I had to get my car jump started this week because of the cold. That was <laughs> like, <laughs> this is definitely <laughs> Did you, I mean, I didn't even know how to jump start a car. Like. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just knocked on my neighbours. Um, he obviously, yeah, you know them. Um, yeah. Luckily they had some jump leads because I don't. Um, Excellent. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and we got another neighbour involved as well because uh, my car was parked opposite opposite okay. there, so they were in, a, in an appropriate position to jump start my car. Nice, nice. Um, that is very. Yeah, funny. and we saw so it. The car was uh, brought back to life, which is good. Um, Where did you go on your little revival drive? Where did I go? Yeah. I actually just drove around in the circle. I drove up to. You know, Old Moat Park, down Uchi oh, yeah. yeah. Road, and past Sainsbury's, <laughs> you know, like, just that little, you know, put, little put some songs on, sat, had a bit of a, had a bit of a sing song excellent, by myself, excellent. as, as yeah. you do. Um, no, run sounds good, I should probably do some exercise next week. Mm. I, I haven't done any in the past two weeks. I, I tend to cycle, but um, it's been too cold for me to be willing I to mean, get on my bike. I yeah, I have a for sure. I have a limit. It needs to be like at least four degrees <laughs> for me to go out on my bike. Yeah, I mean, I would and agree. it hasn't been four degrees in the past two weeks. So no, um, no, it has not. So I haven't been on my bike. Um, I do do the occasional ho- home workout, um, but again, I haven't really done many of those. Oh, either. nice. So maybe next time we record, I'll have some yoga updates for you. Yes, and I'm sure this this little section will be far more interesting when Post-pandemic. this pandemic is, you know, not hopefully even the pandemic over. is over, but the pandemic is controlled enough that we can leave our houses. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, all that jazz. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's literally all that's happened in my week outside of the lab. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's good. Great. Cool. Um, so unless uh, you have anything else to say, I think that's we'll uh, we'll end it here. Um, yeah. Cool. Great. Um, so I guess yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, that's all for now. And I hope you found some of that useful and enjoyable so if you did hopefully we'll make some more of these i don't know we're hoping to maybe record every other week so yeah keep your eyes peeled for another episode of unfiltered tips and links to what we've talked about will be in the show notes along with our twitter handles so give us a follow we'd also love to hear your feedback so leave that and any suggestions you have on topics you'd like us to cover um in the comments as well so thanks again for listening bye what we do here is go back 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 back